Welcome to the Monument Hunts Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Kimenaugh. Have you ever been hunting for information when planning a trip, but didn't really feel like you had an insider's perspective on what to do and where to go? Well, I certainly have had that feeling. I love my home state of Nebraska and outdoor recreation, and when I can combine those two things together, I reach a stage of peacefulness that is unmatched. On top of that, it brings me a lot of joy when I get to share stories and give tips to folks looking to come experience Nebraska's outdoor recreation opportunities. Through this podcast, our discussions will cover topics of hunting, fishing, camping, and general outdoor recreation throughout all of Nebraska. Please sit back and enjoy today's discussion. Welcome to episode number nine of the Monument Hunts podcast. I'm your host, Josh Kimenaugh. 2020 vision refers to perfect sight, oftentimes as we reflect on the past. However, it also refers to our vision in the present day. So what does this have to do with outdoor recreation? Well, as we embark on the year 2020, it would benefit us, and as Teddy Roosevelt would say, the unborn generations, to think about how our actions impact the world we live in and the world we leave for those unborn generations to come. So what can we do that will be easy, still better for wildlife and wild lands? I like to think of this effort in terms from Ken Blanchard and Sheldon Bowles' book, Raving Fans. Make a 1% improvement each time you change. This isn't difficult for you, but the impact it makes over time will be significant. In other words, Small steps over a long period equal big changes. Before I get into things that we can do that will make a change, I want to apologize for this episode coming out late. I know the last episode I said there would be one more before the end of 2019. However, instead I decided to spend time with my family over the holidays as well as go out and do some hunting so I didn't work on the podcast. Honestly, I struggled with the topic for a long time, which was part of my excuse for going out hunting instead. So hopefully it's worth the wait. All right, so let's get into it. Each day we make impacts to our world, whether we see it or not because of our choices that we make. As an example, I recently read an article And I actually had to go back and look for this article and found that it wasn't as recent as my memory wanted it to be. It was actually from March of 2016. But I had to go back and confirm when the article was from and that what I remembered in my head was accurate data. In that article, it states that food worldwide is wasted in a total amount of 2.9% trillion that's trillion pounds per year so 2.9 trillion pounds of food is lost or wasted worldwide every single year if you break that down that is nearly 485 pounds of food lost or wasted per person on the planet and if you take that as a family of four that's nearly a ton of food wasted. So, as you can see, by that example, our choices of what we're doing is impacting the world we live in. So how can we make a positive impact 
and make a change in the world, even if it doesn't mean making big changes for us. Let's start with conservation and wildlife organizations. So there are a lot of different conservation and wildlife organizations out there, and you can get a membership to one of these organizations. You may get a benefit for being a member. You might get a duck call or a jacket or a tote bag or something like that, right? There are literally hundreds, probably thousands of choices when it comes to different organizations. So what do you do when you're choosing which organization to join? Well, you're probably going to look at an organization that is something you're interested in. So, for example, if you're interested in waterfowl, Ducks Unlimited is probably the organization that you think of when you're talking about waterfowl. Well, Ducks Unlimited is not just focused on waterfowl the bird, but they're focused on habitat management, which benefits the bird and other wildlife that may be around. So when they do a project, their focus is on habitat restoration, which is going to provide habitat for feeding, breeding, and sanctuary of waterfowl. It will also provide hunting and viewing opportunities of birds. Not to mention, when that restoration of a wetland is done, it's going to benefit the human population by helping control floods that could affect housing developments. It also benefits other wildlife that may need the wetland for multiple different reasons. Ducks Unlimited has been around for many decades, since 1937 to be exact, so it's a good organization that's had a long history of impact for the betterment. If you look back at what wildlife was like in the 30s, there was very low numbers and restoration of wildlife was just starting to come around, so they were a player in that many, many years ago. Perhaps, though, you're an elk hunter, and elk are something that you want to be part of. So maybe Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation is the foundation for you to be part of. Well, they were founded much more recently, 1984 to be exact. And they similarly do restoration projects that improve habitat for the wildlife. In addition to that, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation will do projects with other organizations that will open up access to public land. So not only are they doing restoration work that makes the land better for the animals, they're also doing work to help us gain access to that public land, whether it's new access or opening up access to a previously cut off piece of public land. Well, those are restoration and wildlife organizations, but what if maybe you want to get into something that's more along the lines of, say, political influence? Obviously, there's plenty of organizations out there that try to do something in the political realm. And as outdoorsmen, what's the number one turnoff we have? Politics. We hate politics in general. One of the top organizations that you're probably going to think of when it comes to politics is probably the National Rifle Association. Now, they're not a conservation organization. They're actually a rights, uh, a Bill of Rights, human rights organization. 
but what organizations are out there that are political influencers for conservation and wildlife? Well, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers was founded in 2004 as an organization who's out there to help bring a voice for outdoor enthusiasts to the political realm. The whole point of what they're doing is ensuring that the concerns of those people who enjoy wildlife and wild lands are being heard by the representatives of those people. They not only work at a national level, but they work at the state level, at the county level, and at the local levels. They have chapters for the organization within almost every single state. If you actually look at their map, there's one big glaring hole right in the middle of it, and that is Nebraska. Well, the last couple of years, I have donated to Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, and as of January 8th, we are officially starting the Nebraska chapter. There's been some hurdles over the years, and so I personally have chose to be involved in that. I actually had sent out an email to them asking what's going on, where is there this gap, what can we do to close that gap in the map. So there was a call last week with a bunch of guys who had sent similar emails, and a chapter was organized. One of the ways that the chapter can be organized and put together is it requires a board. There's several positions on the board that were filled, and then there's a board of directors, and those are just members of VHA, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Those are board of director folks. And as somebody who wants to see these types of things continue and outdoor recreation grow and prosper in our state, I raise my hand. So there's a, another way that we can make an impact in the world to make sure that opportunities aren't lost and that they continue. I digress. These are just a few examples of organizations and the types of work that these organizations do out there and organizations that you could join. Like I said earlier, hundreds, probably thousands of other organizations such as Pheasants Unlimited, Quail Unlimited, Trout Unlimited, the National Wild Turkey Federation, National Wildlife Federation, the International Caribou Foundation, and many, many more. So as a consumer, we can join these organizations. And they're going to do work, whether it's in the field or in the political realm or wherever the case may be. But we still have options as to how we can participate with these organizations. First off, we can simply be a member, pay a membership fee, maybe get a little benefit in the form of a tote bag or a jacket or a shirt or duck call or whatever the case is, right? We can give our money. The organization can take that and they can put that money towards projects. And those projects can be benefits for restoration of wildlife lands or restoration of access to public land or 
They can help influence public policy so that we maintain our access to wildlife and wildlands. Other things that we can do besides just giving them our hard-earned dollars, um, and probably will at some point have to give them those hard-earned dollars and become a member of the organization, but other things we can do is we can volunteer our time. Our time is extremely valuable. We live in a very busy society, and to give of our time can mean a whole lot. Now, we can get out there and volunteer on a project to help, say, do some work on a wetlands. We get out there, uh, we might actually do some backbreaking labor and, you know, dig trenches or whatever the case may be. Um, you can volunteer to do many different types of projects and that will save an organization from having to pay somebody to help do that work. The other option is, as I've done, is join a board and help influence what is being done and how things are being promoted not only to the members of the organization, but potential members, and then even more so those folks outside of the realm of being members and showing them the good things that are being done for wildlife, wildlands, and public access to those things. So those are all options those are all types of organizations and they can all have significant impact on the future of the outdoor world but you're probably sitting there going okay that's great but you mentioned influencing folks who may not be part of one of those organizations who may never join one of those organizations and they may never ever be a hunter or an angler so what can they do or what can you do if you're one of those folks that will impact the world we live in but still not be difficult? Maybe you don't want to give money to Ducks Unlimited or backcountry hunters and anglers. That's fine. If you can volunteer time, great. Go do it. But there's other ways that you can make an impact in the world. I was recently reminded by Wild and Whole, a meat eater contributor, that simple household changes can be very beneficial for the world we live in. In our household, we've made several changes over the last few years to have some sort of impact that hopefully will benefit future generations and the world we live in even today. Some of those changes are as simple as using less plastic, so particularly those single-use plastics that we have. In other words, sandwich bags, snack bags, whatever the case may be. The single-use plastic, if we use those a little bit less, great. What about that food waste that we talked about at the beginning? Well, we compost. Um, we kind of got away from it a little bit, and I actually intend to build a new composting pit this spring. So that's another way. You can simply compost and reduce the amount of waste that is out there. Other things that you can do is have your own garden and can your fruits and vegetables. 
rather than going to the store, buying a canned product, eating that product, and then disposing of the can, the tin can, you can grow your own food. And who doesn't love food that they cultivated themselves? I mean, come on. Hard work makes that food taste way better. But you can can that food. You have your glass jars. You might have a disposable lid that you have to get rid of, but the amount of waste that that is is compared to the entire can, much, much reduced. So that's another way that you can have an impact. We have even got a beehive in our backyard. Now you're probably sitting there going, well, how does that impact the world? Well, one, it's cultivating our, the, I shouldn't say it's cultivating, they, the ladies are hard at work helping cultivate our garden and our flowers and our fruits. They're pollinating by the work that they do as bees. So we have this hive. It's in our backyard. It's good for all sorts of things. And eventually we hope to harvest a little bit of honey off of it. But the impact that it has, not only for us in our own yard, but for our neighbors as well. And as a result of having that hive, we've made a conscious decision to reduce and nearly eliminate all the chemicals that we put on our lawn to handle the weeds and the unwanted pests that, that we get in our lawns. So the hive not only gives us great fruits and vegetables and wonderful smelling flowers, but it's also made us aware that, you know what, if we put something on this lawn, those bees flying around might pick that up and take it back to the hive and it could potentially have damaging effects there. Hopefully you have a few ideas of some small steps that you can take that will make big impacts over a long period of time. As I like to think about it, as long as we're making small steps over a long period of time, we will have a great journey. As always, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, please do so and make sure that you sign up for those alerts to get information on when the latest content is released. You can find me on the Monument Hunts Facebook page, on Instagram at monument underscore hunts, and you can reach out to me through email at monument.hunts at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening, and until next time, stay safe out there.